How do you drain a swamp? How do you drain the stagnant and befouled water from a place you wish to live? Well, the first is you can carve a channel and have the water run out that way. The second is you can turn up the heat. You can raise the sun and pour its heat down on the swamp, thus evaporating it. Well, the swamp in America, and perhaps even elsewhere, has taken a mortal blow tonight. Something truly astounding, amazing, and powerful has happened. And I want you to show the love, please, to two groups. I'll put the link to the article below. Go and give BuzzFeed some clicks, some eyeballs. Please share this story from BuzzFeed. I'm going to read some of it here, but most of it I'm going to leave for them to explain to you. Mike Cernovich. Captain, my captain. Dangerandplay.com. Please go and help support the unbelievably important work that he is doing. I'm going to go through some of the details of the story, and then I'm going to try and give you prickly ice centipede feet goosebumps up your spine when I tell you how important all of this really is. There's a reason I'm up at one o'clock in the morning talking about this. The title of the article on BuzzFeed again, linked below, is She said that a powerful congressman harassed her. Here's why you didn't hear her story. Michigan Representative John Conyers, a Democrat and the longest-serving member of the House of Representatives, settled a wrongful dismissal complaint in 2015 with a former employee who alleged she was fired because she would not, and I quote, succumb to his sexual advances, end quote. Documents from the complaint obtained by BuzzFeed News include four signed affidavits, three of which are notarized, from former staff members who allege that Conyers, the ranking Democrat on the powerful House Judiciary Committee, repeatedly made sexual advances to female staff that included requests for sexual favors, contacting and transporting other women with whom they believed Conyers was having affairs, caressing their hands sexually and rubbing their legs and backs in public. And the documents also reveal the secret mechanism by which Congress has kept an unknown number of sexual harassment allegations secret, a grinding, closely held process that left the alleged victim feeling, she told BuzzFeed News, that she had no option other than to stay quiet and accept a settlement offered to her. So this comes out of a story from the Washington Post that the office paid out $17 million over the last 20 years for a total of 264 settlements with federal employees. Now, these are various violations, but of course they do include, and I would imagine quite a few, sexual harassment violations. Now, What's come to light from Mike Cernovich through BuzzFeed is lifting the lid on what actually goes in in what is called the Office of Compliance, which has basically forced anyone with a complaint to sign non-disclosure agreements to make sure that any sexual abuse by powerful congressmen and other political leaders is kept under lock and key to pay them off 
in my view, for silence. Now, how the hell are you as a voter supposed to vote for anyone if you don't even know who is pursuing these men and these women, women I would assume in the majority, in such a predatory fashion? It is all kept sealed. It is all kept secret and silent. So a complaint was launched in 2014 with this Office of Compliance. The woman said that she was fired because she did not want to satisfy the congressman's sexual advances. She ended up with a settlement of just over $27,000. In return, she had to sign a confidentiality agreement. Now, there is... I would characterize it as a slush fund that has been set up to pay out these women and other people who complain about sexual harassment or Lord knows what abuse is in there. We need to find out what is in there. We need to unseal this information, these documents. Hashtag unseal the deals. Please, hashtag it, tweet it out, get it trending. It's very, very important. This is something you can really do. So the settlement of $27,000 and change came out of Conyers' office budget, which is, of course, taxpayer-funded. Now, there is a designated fund for settlements. It didn't come out of that. Now, interestingly enough, Congress, despite the fact that there are huge power disparities between the political leaders and their employees, and that they wield the power of... um, political power, uh, of, of, of people being afraid of their legal power. They have their legal bills often paid for by Congress or by other funds. They're not personally responsible. Despite this massive disparity in power, there's actually no human resources department in Congress. They get 180 days to report a sexual harassment incident, which then goes into the usual god-awful really agonizingly, you know, frozen tree slap sap flowing down a glacier in Iceland process. You've got your counseling, your mediation, your requirement to sign a confidentiality agreement before you can even move forward with the complaint. And, of course, there have been a few murmurings of maybe this isn't the fairest system in the known universe, but, of course, post-Weinstein, this is a big, there's a cooling off period where you've got to keep working in the same environment whoever, whoever harassed you that goes on for like 90 days. And those can be 90 long and unpleasant days. And of course, if you are complaining, you have to pay for your own legal representation. But the House's counsel will represent the office of the harasser for free. It's got all this power and free lawyers. Does it seem fair to you? Does it seem reasonable to you? It's, it's appalling. It's absolutely appalling. It's horrifying. And it needs to come out. It needs to be exposed. One thing I found shocking in the BuzzFeed article, it's all shocking and deeply powerful. And I quote, Two staffers alleged in their signed affidavits that Conyers used used congressional resources to fly in women they believed he was having affairs with. Another said she was tasked with driving women to and from Conyers' apartment and hotel rooms. Now, it's important to remember, Conyers did not admit any fault 
as part of this settlement. So this indication of serial sexual harassment, of uh, allegedly punishing women or rewarding them if they denied or accepted his request for sexual servicing, it seems, is also combined with women, I assume, on the taxpayer's dime, flying in women that this guy is having multiple affairs with. Of course, he's, he's married and he's black, which is important for reasons we'll get to in a few minutes. But uh, taxpayer-funded affairs? This is one step up from, or maybe it's one step down from forced taxpayer-funded Caligula-style concubines. Isn't this just a harem? And, I don't know, I guess you don't have a lot of game when you're a congressman. So, one former employee said kindness repeatedly asked her for sexual favors, often asked her to join him in a hotel room. This is from the article. On one occasion, she alleges that Conyers asked her to work out of his room for the evening, but when she arrived, the congressman started talking about his sexual desires. She alleged he then told her she needed to touch it, in reference to his penis, or find him a woman who would meet his sexual demands. Now this, almost inevitably, is another male feminist who's talked about his sensitivity to women's issues and his desire to close the wage gap. It's not the other gap he wants to close, it would seem. And this kind of hypocrisy is becoming almost ridiculously predictable now. So, and this is from the article again. Another staffer said that Kanye's reputation made people fearful to speak out against him. Aside from being the longest-serving House member and the ranking member of a powerful committee, Conyers is a civil rights icon. He was lauded by Martin Luther King Jr. and is a founding member of the Congressional Black Caucus. The staffer was told, Your story won't do shit to him. He's untouchable. Wait a minute. Hang on a second here. My whole life, I've been told that I have white privilege. And that blacks are unjustly oppressed. And wait a minute. Is someone trying to tell me that this guy has black privilege? Or that this guy who is a sexual addict, compulsive vow breaker within his marriage of the vows, the sacred vows he gave to God, community, church, and wife. Wait, he was praised by Martin Luther King Jr., who also appears to have been a sex addict and crashed into just about everything that moved. Now, yeah, it's black privilege. We can talk about it. Can we talk about it yet? Is everyone ready? I think we need to, because, you know, empirically it really seems to be there. From the article, California Democrat Representative Speer and colleagues in the House and Senate have introduced legislation that would overhaul the complaint process. Oh, my God. Okay. No, no. Actually, let me finish this point, and I'll get to that in a second. Overhaul the complaint process, the article writes. Including requiring OOC... Office of Compliance, to publicly name the office of any member who enters into a settlement. 
The bill would also allow complainants to waive mediation and counseling, set up a victim's council, and require all congressional offices to go through harassment training every year. That's all terrible. And it won't solve anything. In fact, it will make it worse. Oh, going to publicly name the office of any member who enters into a settlement? What that means is they will apply other pressure than settlements to avoid any kind of settlement. It just means that it will be more of a brutal process. And require all congressional offices to go through harassment training every year? Really? Training? God above, give me strength. Give me strength to duck my head on the spinning blades of idiocy that characterize the low ceilings of our cultural environment. Harassment training every year? Really? You think that Representative Conyers just was one training course shy of figuring out you don't tell women who work for you to grab your cock? Do you think maybe they didn't cover that in the 87th PowerPoint slide of the previous harassment training? How about not firing women who don't blow you or whatever the hell he asked for? How about not grabbing women all the time? How about not having women use taxpayer money to fly in women you want to have sex with? Every year? Because they can't remember what the training was last year, but they're still writing the laws of the Republic? (sighs) Now, back to the article. Conyers' office has a history of ethical run-ins in 2016. His former chief of staff, Cynthia Martin, pleaded guilty to receiving stolen property after she refused to reimburse $16,500 that was mistakenly deposited in her account. A preliminary investigation by the Office of Congressional Ethics, good thing we have another one of those, sorry, that was me, article goes on to say, found that Conyers continued to pay Martin more than $13,000 per month when she was supposedly on unpaid leave. So if I understand this story correctly, and I'm terrified that I do, this woman who gets paid $13,000 a month won't hand back $16,000 or, what, five or six weeks of work, that was mistakenly deposited in her account and would rather plead guilty than hand back the money that's a month and a bit of work. Well, after taxes too, let's say. Supposed to be on unpaid leave, keeps getting paid, and these people are in charge of everything about your life. These people are in charge of your kids' education, they're in charge of budgets, they're in charge of laws, they're in charge of taxation... They're in charge of everything. And this is who is in charge. You understand? Are you starting to get an inkling? Oh, we'll get to the dominoes in a second. (sighs) Just absolutely astounding. Now, the closing part of the article. I mean, I'm regularly jacking up my jaw. I'm basically like some Hispanic thump mobile with purple glow paint on the bottom. But at the end of the article, it says this. Conyers' wife, former Detroit City Councilor Monica Conyers, was sentenced to three years in prison over bribery charges in 2010. I'm going to read that again, because I had to read it again. Conyers' wife, former Detroit City Councilor Monica Conyers, was sentenced to three years in prison over bribery charges in 2010. But it's okay, because last year the couple renewed their vows. I 
I will just leave you to process that little tidbit. Because remember that there's all this white privilege. Look, this changes everything. This changes everything and where this goes. Because see, now there's an alternative media. There's people like you and me who are going to keep this story alive and keep this story going. First of all, while absolutely appalling, listen, I have a daughter who's going to have to grow up, get out there into the world, and what is she going to do? Play whack-a-mole with the various emerging slippery slime hands that are getting grabbing at her? This needs to stop! For the love of all that's holy and the fear of all that's unholy, this needs to stop! And this guy, he's just the tip of the iceberg. Appalling! And instructive on so many levels. But he's just a tip of the iceberg. We need to get this information well north of 200 settlements? Who? How? Who knew? What happened? Who covered up? And why are we only hearing about this through Mike Cernovich and BuzzFeed? Here's another question I have for you. Why aren't feminists getting these stories? They're the ones who talk about rape culture, harassment, and all of that. Why aren't feminists doing what Mike Cernovich is doing? There are female lawyers. Mike Cernovich is a lawyer. There are female lawyers. Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they getting to the bottom of all of this? Wait, these wouldn't be the offspring of the same feminists who defended Bill Clinton using a very young intern as his own personal geisha girl slash humidor because he was willing to defend their right to kill their babies in the womb. Is it because there's going to be a lot of Democrats in this? Is that why feminists aren't pursuing this? Why is it up to a man to do the job that feminists should have been doing for the last couple of decades? Doesn't this also point out to you the complete, utter, tits on a bill uselessness of the mainstream media? Why are they not pursuing these stories? Why are they not getting these facts? You know, there's this cliche, oh, immigrants, they're just doing the jobs that Americans won't do. There's a reason why there's an alternative media. It's the same reason why there's mediation instead of courts. Instead of people going to courts, they go to mediation. Why? Because courts take you 10 years and a quarter million dollars. Maybe you'll get something. There's an alternative media because what the hell has the mainstream media been doing? I went on a news site tonight, just curious, before I came down to record. And the big story was, do you know how much money Beyonce made last year? Good job, everyone. Way to defend civilization itself. So the mainstream media, what the hell are they talking about? What are they doing? What do they care? Why do they bother? Is it because they're also in the bag for the Democrats? Does everyone just think it's going to be nothing but Democrats? Well, Bill Clinton, 
uh, Anthony Weiner, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Harvey Weinstein, the list, well, the guy uh, Thrush, uh, the reporter, and uh, Charlie Rose. It seemed to be a smidge on the left. Maybe. Well, I mean, there is George H.W. Bush, who seems to be a little bit on the grabby side. In fact, they call him the claw. But there's a reason why. I mean, maybe there is something perverse in the left, in this our selected stuff that I've talked about before. Maybe there is something perverse in the left, this lack of boundaries, this, this hunger for sexual stimulation at the expense of any shred of integrity. But there's a reason. After Bill Clinton, after Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, after spooging on a dress, lying about it, after being uh, disbarred, after committing perjury, after being impeached, everyone covered up. On, uh, in the media, everyone covered up for Bill Clinton. So after that, what happened? Well, after that, everyone who was a harasser wanted to become a Democrat. Why? Because if you're a harasser and you're a Democrat, you're fine. Or at least you were fine until this sudden, shocking, unexpected, unforeseen rise of the alternative media, otherwise known as the honest media, the zero Fs given media, the tell the truth to power media, the people who actually take seriously the pompous self-congratulation that the mainstream media practices in front of their preening peacock vanity mirrors of inconsequentiality. After Bill Clinton, all harassers feared left because they knew that they were going to benefit from the same cover-up as Bill Clinton. Promise the voters. Free stuff. Import a voter base from the third world. And do what thou wilt. It will be covered up by the media. So, these hundreds of settlements, these tens of millions of dollars, oh, but a, a wall costs too much money. Hey, the wall pays for itself in about a fifth of a year, okay? Don't be on the left and say you give a shit about any kind of financial responsibility, okay? Please. That ship sailed long ago. But who's in there? And who knew about it? Paul Ryan, Nancy Pelosi? Well, Nancy Pelosi says, well, I didn't know a thing. I think that's when she was asked what year it was. No, no, it was about this. This needs to come out. Now, when this comes out, the ripple effects are going to be astonishing. Is there going to be a pattern, left to right, Democrats and Republicans? Is there going to be a pattern in race? Is there going to be a pattern in any other kind of methodology or way of slicing and dicing the data? Is there going to be a shield around these people that other people knew? Are other people responsible for keeping this information out? Who's going to fight against this information coming out? Is this the hill that people are going to die on? Let's make sure that the voters never find out who sexually harassed women and men in Congress. That information can never make it to the voters. Did the mainstream media ever know about any of this? Like the jokes about Charlie Rose's womanizing. Like the jokes about Weinstein's womanizing. Who knew? 
I want to know not just who did it, but who knew about it and who covered it up. You see, it could take down 5, 10, 15, 20 or more sitting congressmen. It could take down the speaker. It will take down significant portions of the remaining gossamer thin shreds of credibility still retained by the deluded fools who believe in the mainstream media. Gone, baby. Gone. This is a nuke to the heart of the swamp. You understand? Political careers will be ended. And when this comes out, what else is going to come out? You see how this ball has been rolling. Do you see why the Republicans and the Democrats, the establishment, instinctively feared Donald Trump and instinctively feared those who support Donald Trump? These predators have a very great and detailed sense of bigger predators. They have a great, they're like hyenas. They'll take down their meals, but they're very aware of when the lion comes along. Predators are very sensitive to becoming prey. And this was why I was interested in Donald Trump's presidency, you understand. I was talking about the Corey Feldman stuff and pedophilia in Hollywood years ago. This sexual slaughterhouse of power where the blood and hopes of dreams of women are sprayed on the walls of lasciviousness. This takedown of all that is decent by the squibs of power is what I'm interested in. Sexual addiction lies at the root of an enormous amount of abuse in society. And the light It's coming on. Which you need to help with. Mike Zernovich ain't going to do it alone. BuzzFeed ain't going to do it alone. I'm not going to do it alone. All the other people who work in this field, we're not going to do it alone. We need you. Support, share, like, subscribe. Speak out. The Swamp today. Praise whatever has taken a potentially mortal blow. The knife of truth is in. You need to help twist it so we can really drain it. The bottom and the bodies are yet to be seen. Let's hit the lights.